Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. This is it. We are back better than ever for another episode of HR in 15. I'm Eric Foodham, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO, and as usual, I am your host. We're joined once again by Paul Strominger, founding and managing partner of Nettle Bay Partners. In part one, um, we talked about a lot about cash flow. We talked a lot about helping businesses recover post COVID-19. And I, and I think that the, the biggest part of recovery, as Paul stated last time, was understanding cash flow. So we're going to go right back into it um, and, and cover some more points regarding cash flow because it is that important. As I stated last time, cash flow is king. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. And thanks for stealing my line about cash is king. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a very popular <laughs> line and uh, you can have it after I said it. Um, okay, let's do it. So, um, Paul, why don't we uh, leave uh, go back to some of the things you were talking about last episode in terms of review, reviewing bank confidence, banking relationships. Why don't you take it from here? Because I know there were other things that um, business owners should be thinking about in terms of cash flow. Okay, great. So um, as we discussed, I see I see the three R's here in these action steps that we need to take about any of the key aspects and the key business areas of the company. And cash is king, and that's the place where we need to start. So what we'd spoken about previously was understanding the, the health of the, the cash flow health of the company and considering lines of credit increases and things like that. So what I'm up to now is um, thinking about customers, about receivables. So one of the things the company should do is to assess the collectability of existing receivables and their current customers. They should understand, are there any issues with their existing customer base Base, both in terms of funds that are outstanding in their receivables and what's the state of their customers generally. It's that credit extension consideration that goes with every uh, customer, new customer, an existing customer. You know, do you need to assess uh, the collectability of, of your customer? Um, when you establish a customer, what's the, what's the collectability percentage on that customer? You need to be careful about restricting the, the amount of credit that you'll give someone. So there's that both the existing and the future want, you know, uh, uh, collectability with your customers. I think, I think it's very important that you do that. My question for you is um, what happens if you're reviewing your customers and you, you find that, well, clients are, uh, customers are so important. What happens if you're, you find a customer that you're not making too much money on? That's a great question um, and something that is a, a challenge for a business owner. Um, the, sometimes what they're looking at is uh, they lose they lose money on every sale, <laughs> but they don't realize it. Right, um, of course. So the hard question is, is this really a customer I need to keep or did I want to keep? So they've got to look at the profitability of the customer and the collectability of the customer. So it's very important for clients and customers and business owners to be able to understand profitability, right? And to be able to understand 
which which clients that are the most profitable versus the ones that are not fair absolutely so there's an assessment that needs to in fact that's one of my next points is to review the profitability of your product lines so um it's not necessarily what what comes across the top it's ultimately what goes to the bottom you know that's the profitability of a relationship you have to review your and not only is it that, but while you're doing this, can review your product pricing. Are there opportunities to improve volume and market share by adjusting pricing? And obviously considering what's the impact on gross margin. And, and, and I wanna, I, I, I wanna just uh, take us one step back because Paul, you mentioned um, before about the three R's, right? And we talked about three R's in our last episode. So when we refer as, uh, to do this customer analysis and understanding our, our clients, our customers, we're talking about reflecting, we're talking about restarting, we're talking about revitalizing. The three R's that are, are very critical, these are critical actions that must be taken on, on every front of your business, but also um, especially with, with customers. Is, is that fair, Paul? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a mindset you have to apply as you're trying to manage your way Post COVID, exactly. So, so in terms of other customer um, needs, um, what, how should companies go about this analysis, and how long should they take? <laughs> well, with everything, time is of the essence, and this goes back to um, reorganizing the 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 work effort with your team. Because ultimately, the, the leadership should be focused on the future um, and leave, you know, managing through this COVID with your team. So this would be an area where you've got your sales and marketing people that are focused on customers. And they're doing the assessments as quickly as possible in terms of let's look at our customer base. Let's look at profitability. Let's look at margins. Let's look at volume and determine where are we and assess the customer base. I think it would be very important to, at this point, for um, business owners to make sure that they have the right people on the bus then, because I think this is a very intense, um, you know, kind of analysis that needs to be done, um, especially during a time when, uh, you know, businesses are, are struggling, right, during the, during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So, uh, would, it be, would it be reasonable for a business owner to also make sure that they have the right people um, in place to be able to kind of be able to, you know, perform this analysis. Absolutely, it's a great point, Eric. Um, and without a doubt, it's the team. You know, having the right team in place and on the bus. And it reminds me of probably one of my favorite books, um, "Good to Great," uh, by Jim Collins, which focuses on. Either you're on the bus or you're off the bus. The right people are on the bus. The wrong people are off the bus. So it's an organ, you know, it's a review of your organization and making sure you've got the right people in place so that you can focus on the future. And you know, applying that would be, for instance, as we're finishing up with this discussion of cash flow. You know, these are the steps that you're going to have your 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 team and even your third, you know, someone like myself, your your CPA helping you go through some of the steps that we're talking about that you want to have done uh, in this analysis and, and figuring things out so you understand where you are so you know how you can get to the next steps. 
So part of it would, for instance, would be um, taking a look at your assets in case that you ever had to, are there assets that you had that could be easily converted to cash? I'll give you a couple of examples. There's a recent transaction where a law firm owns owned their building and they just did a sale and leaseback transaction. So they, they created a liquidity through the sale of their building um, in this transaction. There was another transaction where a food manufacturer whose capacity was underutilized was, either, was offering to either sell the manufacturing operation or do a long-term manufacturing deal for another company's branded products. So these are ways um, to look at are there opportunities to, to convert assets to cash if you had to. I, I would uh, say that if you're a little unsure of how to do that, to because it's a very could be a very easy and mission critical way of gaining access to cash. This is where I say, hey, call Paul, call Paul, <laughs> nettlebaypartners.com, and and he will um, he will take you through that process because uh, this stuff does get complex, but yet can can pay some true dividends as as you move along in, in your business recovery. Um, Paul, was there anything else regarding cash flow that we let should cover? Yeah, there is, Eric. And let me let okay. me try and cover these uh, uh, quickly. Um, so I think we spoke about reviewing your product pricing, and that is about uh, you know understanding your margins. Um, also, we talked about brief, you know accessing your CPAs and attorneys for um, some assistance. Um, also. Finding if there's additional relief or credit opportunities available to you. So, for instance, part of the PPP, I won't say it's part of the PPP, but another program from the government is the Main Street Lending Program. And, plus there, and there are tax credits available to companies. So, this is where your, your CPAs and your attorneys can be of help in determining, is there anything else available to us to access uh, credit uh, and liquidity? Um, Review your operating cost structure so you understand exactly what you're spending money on. And one other one other thing that I've done with my clients, not necessarily related to cash, but but it's a help in understanding cash as well as your operating costs. I've worked with some of the universities where they like to give assignments on the graduate level to their MBA to their MBA program for teams to work as consultants with companies on projects. So I've had two projects where I've used teams from one of the island's universities to do price studies um, and um, another project to understand profitability. So it's, a, it's an interesting option. Talented people, smart, taking a fresh look at your business on a topic that you need some help with. I got to say, Paul, um, here at Prestige, we have our internship program, where we have two uh, individuals from Cornell University doing all that stuff for us. Okay, so just just kidding. We have a but we but that's that's a really great idea for 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 companies to consider in terms of uh, you know utilizing universities. I mean, I, I can totally understand it. Shifting focus, um, Paul. I wanted to ask you um, how should businesses make use of technology. Um, I would assume that there's an opportunity here to be a little more efficient, right? Absolutely, there's a there's a tremendous opportunity here, and that's what you want your company to take advantage of. 
So where you need to start is you need to make sure, first of all, you've got the right IT company working for you. That They are a company that focuses specifically on IT. Um, and for instance, I have a client that uses a that had used a company that was both that was doing both home entertainment and IT. And I said, this is the wrong choice. You need somebody that focuses on this because technology changes so quickly. Uh, you want to make sure you've got the best possible information to for your business. Uh, it's everything from network to uh, your hardware, your software, how things are structured, your backup plans, things like that. So you want you want the best advice uh, and consultants and and business partner that you can have in this particular aspect. And then the focus is, as you said, Eric, is to optimize the use of technology to to minimize manual workflow. How can you convert? processes that you do now that require manual input and take and take advantage of technology to supplant that work effort. And this is where you work with your partners that you want them first of all to understand your business. Make sure that they understand how you work, what your needs are, and how they can help advise what they know that will help you reach that optimization stage through the use of technology. So I have, for instance, a client that is going through a process now of migrating to a next generation of their solution uh, that they use, a key, a key uh, technology solution that they use. Um, and the challenge is that they weren't, they're not capable of understanding and doing the work necessary uh, to migrate over to the next to the next generation. So they're using the IT company who's done a fabulous job of understanding the work requirements that need to be accomplished and then making that making the technology work for them to that for that solution. So Paul, what happens though in terms of outsourcing H IT HR2 I guess, right? Um, but what happens if that company can't afford the outsourced IT solution. What would you suggest for that business? Well, there's a couple aspects to that. There's cost. Uh, there's a comfort level with the firm you're working with. Um, do they understand your business? Do they have clients in your business? Then the trade-off is: is are you at a point where either you have someone? Are you at the point where you can you can bring someone on board full time? To do the work versus using outsourced solution and as with prestige or even my business you know we are an an outsourced solution is is ec a very economically viable solution because you're not you're not buying us on a full-time basis but we're pro you're pro we're providing best of breed solutions so you've got to you can you can have conversations with multiple it firms Everyone's going to be priced differently. Everyone's going to provide different levels of services. You need to understand what your needs are. You need them to understand what your needs are. Have a conversation. Get comfortable with them both as a provider with their knowledge. And you need to also get references. Find out from other customers, hopefully in the same vertical um, that they are working with, that will confirm that they're the right solution. Very interesting and a lot of things to think about with IT. Um, I think the idea here for for uh, you, that's, that business owner is to make sure that 
they are looking at all these options to really understand what they can do. Um, Paul, this is really great information. Um, we are really happy that you're able to join us today uh, to, to continue to share your expertise on how we are supporting, um, that you're supporting your clients at Nettle Bay Partners. Um, this, they need this. <laughs> people, need, people need this type of expertise. Um, so I do wanna thank you once again. And again, for our listeners, if you need to listen, and you do, to another episode of HR and 15 for past episodes, for future, all you got to do is hit up hrn15.com and you will be able to. Thank you. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.